Welcome, everyone. We are about to begin. Bezos Hashem feedbacks and insights share number 17. Email address is shalombaya777 at gmail.com. Uh, this uh, feedback share, insight share, and uh, the subsequent ones for a little bit will be addressed specifically to the wives, to the wonderful, special Jewish wives, the Noshim Tzitkaniyas. And I will do this sometimes where I'm going to specifically address a specific group. There will be at times. A little later, I'll be address the husbands in particular. Sometimes the boys, marry, unmarried, married single boys, single girls, and so on, I will address separately. And this one is the first one that I'm addressing specifically to the, to the wives. And uh, in order to do this, um, I'm going to make a few disclaimers. Now, it's addressed to the wives. The husbands can listen if they want to. Anyone can listen if they want to. But I'm going to say, like I mentioned before, I'm going to say it again, that um, the main work for all of us is our own self-work. And yes, we could encourage somebody else and point out sometimes when somebody else is doing something incorrectly, 100%, but our main work is our self-work. So when husbands, if they do listen to this, they need to understand something, that Chazals, when they tell people things, you have to know how to use it properly. So, for example, when you're talking to a Jewish man, the husband, the Chazals that should be most important in his mind is to love your wife like yourself and to honor her more than yourself. The Chazal that you should not have much in mind is that, you know, who is an Isha Kshera, whoever does the will of your husband. That's equally true. But like Rav Chaim Shmulevit says, the main focus is for each person to work on themselves. And so when I'm talking to the Jewish women now, the husbands can't bring any, you know, uh, things that I say here and throw it at her. You know, uh, whatever it is. It's specifically for them to understand the nature of men and on their end, meaning on you, the wives, yes, who is the Ishak Shera, whoever does the Ratzin of her husband. And that's the Chazal you need to work on. And again, you know, the Chazal of loving you more than themselves and honoring you more than themselves, that's your husband's job. He has to work on that. And uh, I think I talked to somebody about it, and it seems like you have Rabbi Arush, that wrote Shalom Bayez books for men and told them only men could read these. And for women, and only women should read these, it was probably for this reason. Reason being that um, because each gender, the husband, the wife, each one has to focus primarily on their own self-work. And you can't take chazals that apply to the other person and point the finger there. You first have to work on yourself. And and when the other one needs to be corrected, there's ways to do that. So this is why I'm addressing now specifically to the wives. I have to make a few hagdamas there. Number one, we are not talking here, chas v'shalom, about an abusive situation, physically or emotionally, or if your husband seriously is mistreating you, 
or if you have clear proof that he's being unfaithful or addicted to pornography or hanging around in bars and things like that. We are not talking about such a case here. If any of these apply, then this particular shear is not for you. We'll discuss it in different shiurim. Because what, what, the, what I'm discussing now, that is an achrayis that you Jewish women need to uphold and try to improve upon, in such situations, you're putter. That's not your chiyav now. If someone's actually physically hurting you or emotionally abusing you consistently or constantly mistreating you in a terrible way or being unfaithful to you, that's a different parsha. We're talking here about that you're married, with the assumption that you're married to a good man, to a decent person that has flaws. He may be lazy at times. He may get upset at times, may have a certain temper at times. And again, occasional flare-ups of anger, as wrong as they may be, that's not abuse. Abuse means when there is a serious pattern and it's added by the by not feeling remorse subsequently or being manipulative. We're not talking about situations like that now. We're talking here that he's an overall decent person and he's kind in many ways. But on occasion, he could get irritable or maybe say insensitive things and things like that, but not halila abuse. A decent person, a flawed person, a work-in-progress person, but a decent person. It's regarding such husbands that I am talking to the wives about. And I'm also talking, there's another disclaimer, because we're going to talk about the importance of having a physical relationship, sexual relationship. So I'm also not talking about couples that have real serious issues that it's not a capability. I'm talking about couples that are in relative good health, not someone, Khalila, that has a severe stroke and can barely function, or someone in a coma, or someone that's suffering now from a severe mental illness, or any type of, type of such situation where physical intimacy is just not shaykh. And then there's other ways to sustain such marriages if, unfortunately, Hashem put you in this test, may Hashem protect us from, from such things. I'm talking about people that are in relatively good health, and what I mean is even if you're elderly, or have diabetes that is regulated with the insulin, or a cancer survivor that's now in remission, or someone that has high blood pressure taking high blood medication, or even someone that has sexual dysfunction and needs medication and other things to be sexually functional. All of those cases I'm talking about. That's what I mean by relative good health, even though if there's some impediments. You know, so... Someone has Crohn's disease, he has to be in a specific diet, gluten-free, has to be in a specific diet. Someone has a limp, a permanent limp. That's what I call relative good health, where physical intimacy is very important in such marriages. Now, the first thing we need to talk about, and I'm also another disclaimer I want to say also, there is always in a couple one that is very high desire couple and the low desire one of the couple. There'll always be one that is more interested in sex and one less interested in sex. And uh, if there's a stereotype, and it's very often true, that the husband is the one that is the higher desired sex, that wants it more, 
than the wife does. There are situations where it's reverse. And those situations also we're not talking about right now. Um, because that has a separate subject where the, the wife craves the physical intimacy very much. Not just the emotional, but the physical sexual intimacy. And the husband is disinterested or disconnected from it. That, believe it or not, even though it's not stereotypical, is quite common. And that's not being addressed in this year either. Or in the, subsequent, the few feedbacks that we're going to talk to you. We're talking now, again... The husband, as a decent person, you're both in relative good physical health, where, where it's possible to have a physical sexual relationship, and that, in this case, it's the husband that is the high-desired partner. He's the one that wants sex very often, while you, the wife, is, is less so, is would maybe wants the emotional connection, but not really into the physical so much. Either, be, well, whatever the reasons may be, and that's what I'm going to address in um, this and upcoming um, shiurim. Now, there is a lady um, called uh, her name is Wiener Davis. I forgot her first name. Um, she has some talks. She talks about this subject a lot. She's a lady that is dealing with this all the time. She's been married for four, over 40 years. And what compelled her to um, get into this field of helping couples that were even on the brink of divorce and to help them get their spark back and to get their marriages strong, she said the reason behind that was is because after 23 years of marriage, her parents, her, her mother threw a bomb at her, basically, and says that she's divorcing her father after 23 years of marriage. And um, it was just out of the blue, and it threw her for a loop. And she was very affected by that. And she decided to try to understand that. Like, why? Why does that happen? No one expected it. And I guess that affected her deep enough that she was trying to figure out ways to heal marriages. And she came across this aspect. And basically it's like this. The first thing you need to understand in general, this is a general thing, is that men and women are wired very differently when it comes to sexual responses and emotional responses of things. In, this is, again, stereotypical, but it's very true. Men very often feel love right away, feel a desire right away, and they want to have a sexual relationship right away with their spouse as soon as they have that feeling. It's a combination of sexual desire, but there's also a lot of love there. I'm not talking about someone who fools around or anything like that. So... Very often, the woman does not understand this. Because generally speaking, the woman needs the emotional connection first. Needs the friendship. Needs to feel loved. Needs to feel that respect. Needs to be talked to. Cared about. And only then will those physical feelings come strong enough where she wants to actually have a physical sexual relationship. 
while by the husband it's the other way around usually. Meaning he feels something, he wants to be with her, and then very often once he does it, he, his emotions open up more. Uh, but he already feels that from the outset. And that's the disparity that happens a lot and the miscommunications that take place between husband and wife often revolve around this fact. And it's both of their jobs to combine the two, meaning that the husbands on their end, when I talk to them, I tell them this, that they need to work on developing the emotional caring connection by being a friend, by showing care, by empathy, and having that emotional conversations prior to physical intimacy. And they have to try to do that. And you wives, in a nice way, you could explain that to your husbands as well. There's nothing wrong with that saying, you know, you always want to run straight to bed, you know, and whatever it is, have your fun. I can't just jump into that. I need that warmth and connection first. And ideally, that's the way it's supposed to be. But on the other hand, very often you will see that sometimes you will need to go out of your comfort zone and be more open sexually so that he could open up more and ultimately you'll open up more. So that even when it's not ideal, it's important to make yourself available to him, um, not only for his sake, but for your sake also, like I'm going to explain. Basically, it's like this usually. Here's the pitfall that what happens. One spouse is desperately craving the physical touch and the warmth and the actual sex. And the other one is thinking... What's the big deal? You know, get a life. It's just sex. It's, 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 what, what are you going crazy about? But the truth is, is to the other spouse, the high desiring spouse, it is a big deal. Because you think it's just the sex, but it's not. It's about feeling loved. It's about feeling connected. And there's a lot of emotional needs attached to it. This is the mistake I think a lot of women misconstrue a lot of the men especially the men that do have Shmira Seinayan, the men that do watch their eyes, the men that are faithful to you, and the men that want to be Ehrlich. And yet, you sometimes probably could be puzzled by the fact that, then why are they so interested in sex? Why do they always want to, like, if, if it would be up to them, they would want to be with me every day, twice a day. You know, this is a Talmud Chacham. This is a guy who davens three times a day. This is a guy who's Shem Shabbos. This is a guy who, who loves Yiddishkeit. What is he, two split personality, two people? Is he an animal and a and an animalach, uh, you know, that, you know, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde here? So they don't understand that. That this, some that, that externally it looks like, oh, they're only in like one track minded. They just want to get that, they have that sexual desire and it's like scratching an itch. But it's a lot deeper than that, even for men. They're not one track minded. They're more single minded than women are with this, that's true. But this is where the disconnect happens. The disconnect happens when the high desired partner wants the sex 
but also wants the emotional connection with it and the emotional need connection connected. They feel this is the way, again, they're wired this way, physically and hormonally. This is the way I connect. And once I'm into it, my emotions open up and I feel more. And by the way, that's how it should be. And the other one says, get a life. You know, you know, what is it with you? And that's where the disconnect happens. And that's when intimacy on all levels go out the window. So what happens is, is that once there's a rejection of the physical aspects of sex in the marriage, then the emotional goes out the window, the spiritual goes out the window, even the friendship goes out the window. Because they're all interconnected. By a friendship outside of marriage? No. But in a marriage, they're all interconnected. And then what happens after that? They stop sitting together on the couch. They stop laughing. They stop good-natured uh, humor with each other. They stop spending time together. They stop being friends. And that is a trail leading towards risking even divorce, Khalilah. And there are many complex reasons why some people have a high desire for the physical relationship and some have a lower desire. It's hard to understand all the dynamics behind it. And, um, and again, like I said, the reverse is just as devastating. You have sometimes men, not because, because they have lowered the sex drives, they're not into it. Even the physical sexual part, the woman does. And that could create a tremendous problem in their relationship. A tremendous problem in their relationship. And you need to remember that the one that has the lower sex drive, the one that has less of that taiva, they control the relationship. That doesn't mean that they're mean or they're not kind or they're, they're manipulative. Just the pile the fact that they're not interested while the other partner is gives you the power to tell that other partner, you go chump at the lake. You go take that cold shower. It's not going to happen. Meaning you have the control. And you need to treat that with a great amount of achrayas and sensitivity and understand what is happening when you wield that power in a way that could harm your marriage. It's very, very important. And, um, and another Yisait, and I'm going to end off this section telling you this, and you need to know this because this is very, very important Yisait. People make assumptions in the Ruchni, in the Fromer world, that someone who has a very high sex drive, he's on a much lower, he's a bigger animal, and he's much more of a materialistic person, and he's a much lower level than someone who has a low sex drive. And it could be very much, has no correlation. Very often the opposite could be true. That someone that has a strong desire for sex could be on a much higher madrega, a much higher level, and a better husband, and a more loyal husband than someone who has a very low sex drive. Very often, 
has nothing to do with your spiritual level. You see this even in the Goyesha world. It's the craziest thing. I'll give you an example, just point blank. We are talking straight here. If, let's say, you know, there's a Super Bowl once a year, someone's a football fan, you have a guy, he's watching Super Bowl with, with a friend of his, and they're in the fourth quarter, they're watching it, there's five minutes left, and it's a very tight game, okay? And then you have Aishas Poitifar coming in. It's saying, I'm all yours. You can do whatever you want with me. And, you know, and, of course, the guy says, nothing doing, you know, there's five minutes left to the game. Wait, after, once the game is over, I'm all in. She says, no, it's now or never. Sometimes, actually, no matter how beautiful she may be, and no matter how much hormones are raging, the Super Bowl will take precedence. She'll say, sorry, you know, this is my team. There's five minutes left, and he'll pass the test. What, all of a sudden he's Yosef HaTzadik? He's not Yosef HaTzadik. Just that one thing overrode the other thing. One taiva of football overrode the other taiva of the Znus. And very often, that's the case, that people who have lower uh, desires for these things, that doesn't mean they're bigger tzaddikim, or better people for that matter. And it's something you need to understand your husbands very well. Where they're coming from, what their personality is, and what they're doing. Now again, like I said before, if they're mean all the time to you, if they're not decent, if they're abusive, different story altogether. If they're talk going around and trying to have relationships with other women by the neighborhood or in the bungalow colony when you see it, or at work, or in constantly flirting, that's a different story. I'm not talking about that now. I'm talking about a decent man, a regular flawed but decent man. And in those cases, you have to take the sexuality of it and the fact that he has a strong desire to be with you sexually as something that is an achrayas and it's something that you could use if you use it properly to make him a better person, to bring out his potential. Now, again, I'm going to say it again, another disqualifier. Does that, 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 but he has to know, and I tell them this, you have 102 fever, you know, and he thinks about sex now, he's being very immature, okay? You know, you, 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 you went through an extremely stressful day, um, you, you know, or, or, or Khalila, if a parent is sick and you're running hospital, from hospital to hospital and you come at night and you're, 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 you're in shmatas, he has to let go. You have a very bad cold, he has to let go. You know, he can't be a baby about these things. That the, uh, and, and there's a, a reasonable, you know, times where, you know, you have to push these things off. Someone's interested, the other one's not. It happens all the time. You have to work it out, you know, and be mentioned to each other, communication. I'm not talking about those situations either. And we will talk more about this Hashem, in the next um, segment. Um, and uh, again, I'm not talking here as a man or as a, as a, as a husband. No, I'm talking more as a malakit, getting together the data and just explaining about the nature of this so that the marriages could become better. 
Have a wonderful day.